What's going on? Hello and welcome to the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Les McDaniel, and I'm your truly peaceful person of the day. I got to be honest, I feel really at peace about going into my weekend. I don't know where this is landing for you guys, but this is an exciting time to be alive with the opportunity to liberate the leaders in our world in ways that can truly bring about, I think, massive impact for you and for others. But this show is here to inspire the uninspired, to unstick what is stuck, and to liberate that leader within you so we can truly make a greater impact in our world. But before we unlock how to become that impactful person in this world, I want you to know where you can find me. You go to Facebook, go to Instagram, you're going to find me at epicfusion.life. And you can also join me at TikTok or on TikTok and YouTube at Bearded Wisdom, like the podcast, Bearded Wisdom. And begin to find that just how wonderful wisdom is when it's dripped on you throughout the day. And when I show up in your feeds, you get to get inspired at those moments where you may not be as connected to who you want to be as usual. There comes a time in life where you got to make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. On today's episode, we're actually going to jump into a little bit of a different spin on what it's like in the peace world. And what I mean by peace world is we've been studying this idea of conquering chaos to find greater fulfillment. And we've spent a lot of time on really what it is about changing that number above our head, that peace index number, that number that we walk into every coffee shop with and every store with, into the office with, back into the house with. And it shifts up and down throughout the day. But the goal is, is to have a peace index number that is as close to 100 and as often as possible throughout the day. That's really where we want to be. We want to find ways to tap into that peace. And again, that peace is something that is the foundation of who you are. So don't forget that. That is an important piece of this. But today we're going to move away from maybe the focus just on us and really more about taking care of our people. And take care of our people is really one of those realities of our, our world that I think has been lost in the individuality of who we are. We really get caught up in our own, well, our own dogma. We fall prey to these constant competitions of vying for our attention. And we want what we want. And we don't feel like we're enough. And we feel like we're owed something. And we feel like we should be able to have the life that we desire. And we look at others and we feel victimized because it feels like everybody else is against us. And that is not a peaceful place to be. There's so much chaos that is being pushed and thrown upon us in our life. And we have to learn how to, once again, protect ourselves. And it's not our responsibility directly to change the behaviors of other people, but it is our responsibility to show up in a way that is in recognition that we are a part of this larger ecosystem called humanity. I don't know if ecosystem is the right word there, but we're going to go with it. It is a system that we are a part of. And even beyond that, we're a part of this other system called the world. And then even beyond that, we're a part of this other system called the cosmos. And it's in that that we have some place, something that is within us that we are here to be in service to. You know, I I love this way of seeing things in life that, that you have to recognize that every single person that is alive today, I don't care which order of creation that you follow. I don't know if you follow the Christian version, the Judeo-Christian version, the Hindu version. The truth is they're all very much a a lot alike. 
And at the core of these is this, this reality that some thousands to billions of years ago, I know that's a big gap. I tend to lean towards the billions, that billions of years ago, there was something that occurred that launched this thing off where we have just continually seen this evolution of things. And I'm mind boggled to think that of all the different things that had to occur over those billions of years for us to land here right now, for this time for me to be here, and let alone the amount of crazy odds and statistics that it takes for me to even be here based upon that moment where my parents came together and there was this process of an egg and a sperm coming together. Well, that one little sperm was not the only sperm. There was among millions of sperm and they all had to die and none of them got to, to win the race. All of that death had to occur for me to show up here and for you to show up here today as we are. And that has to mean something. It's not just some random odds. You have been created and I have been created for something far greater than just what I think I need to be doing or what I want or what I like. Your worth is so immense. It's not even funny that it took billions of years and millions of deaths. If you follow the the metaphor that I it was not a metaphor, I really my parents really did go through the process of, yeah, making a baby. And that process led to this guy right here. And I got to tell you, that just that's just an amazing and immense thing to really take on. So knowing that, I have a responsibility to you. That I, I am here for a purpose that is much grander. And I want to be one of those people that is here for the highest good of everyone. Because we can see what happens when the other side of this doesn't play out. This is really a, a discussion that is designed for those of you who lead others. It could be an executive, could be a, you could be an entrepreneur, you could be a school teacher, who knows what, what your career is. But even beyond that, it could be just the fact that you are a parent, just, it, it could be the amazing fact, not the just factor, the amazing fact that you're a parent who is bringing up these little tykes who also are against all odds here, Against all odds, they are here today, floating on this rock around the sun, and our little universe is just one of how many, an infinite number of universes that continue to pop up throughout the cosmos. It's crazy, folks. This is a crazy thing that we're a part of. And so this is for you. If you lead someone, we want you to begin to understand that the highest good of all people, that that's what is in the greatest service to your unique experience that you're having here after all the preparation that has occurred for billions of years, at least according to my theories. That said, what does it really look like to take responsibility? Who are those people in your life? Who comes to mind? I mean, I want you to literally just take a second and make a mental note of your driving, but otherwise write down some of the people that you know that you are in service to. And what that really means is like, who are these people that that you are responsible for helping getting the the work done around in this life? Who are those that you are helping to perform at a higher level? Who are you challenging and supporting in this endeavor of life to actually lift them up, to call them up, to really embrace the fullness of who they are within themselves? One of my greatest gifts in my life has been to be able to create an environment in my own home where 
When my kids were here, we really were the place that they wanted to come and bring their friends. And I felt like I owed it to these other kids to be a parent to them in a way that maybe are a confidant. I mean, no one can replace a parent per se, but to be a confidant, to create those open lines of communication where they could truly be lifted up in those ways. And so we really want to push you to ask these questions. When you go down the list, on a scale of one to 10, how well do you feel like you are personally equipping through your own leadership skills? equipping others to find peace in this world. How are you showing up? What, how is your number impacting the peace index of other people on a scale of one to 10? Go down the list of each one of those people that you just wrote down. And you might give yourself an eight out of 10 for how you are as a parent. And you may be a two out of 10 for how you are as a spouse. These are great numbers to truly be honest with yourself around. I'm not telling you to go out there and share this with those people and, and, this is for you to really take and to begin to understand how this works. You know, one of my greatest, one of the greatest metaphors that I've been given as a, an example of what it looks like to be a great leader, to be someone who really is raising the peace index to closer to hundred percent for, well, for everyone I come into contact with. It's the idea of the Sherpa that giant uses when they're talking about climbing Mount Everest. I mean, these are leaders who are truly acclimated to the extensive heights of Mount Everest, which is upwards of almost 30,000 feet. And, and these are people who, who don't even think to themselves about making it to the top, but they're constantly thinking about those that they are leading and guiding to the top. They have this immense ability to be the, the best climbers, the best and most acclimated to the environment. To understand the route, they have to be the absolute expert across the field of each of the camps, of each of the next layer of getting to the top of this mountain. They go ahead to check the path to make sure it's all okay. They come back down the mountain and they grab others and they make sure that everybody knows their roles and they, they lean into the strengths of all of these folks. And that in and of itself is the essence of what it is to create peace for these guys who are climbing in the most treacherous of conditions. Nobody wants to follow, and I love this saying that, that Jeremy often says, nobody wants to, to be in the group with the asthmatic Sherpa. You want to be in there with the guy who's got the, the highest caliber of all aspects, if at all possible. And this is really what my job and what your job as someone who is leading these other people in your life is all about, is how can we begin to be that Sherpa who truly is acclimated to the environment, who lives and breathes, who doesn't say things like, do as I say, not as I do. That's not the guy that we want to be in this life or the gal that we want to be in this life. We want to be the one who has ascended the tops of who we are at the highest level, who has practiced this, these consistent morning and evening routines, who understands themselves, who is self-aware, who really knows how to know themselves, to lead themselves so they can then lead others who are equipped to do the same in this world. This is where we're at. As you're going through this process and you look at all the ways in which you're leading, there are two things that I believe that are really powerful for you to do. Now, it's a challenge. It's a challenge because it takes somebody who's got some thick skin to be really honest with who they are. It's one thing to know yourself as you see and, and portray, you can understand yourself as you walk in and every day, but it's another one to really be aware of what it's like to be on the other side of you. And so the, the question is, can you go through the process of 
first and foremost, writing down the list of those that you serve. It can be a group. It can be individuals. And with each one, assessing how you actually are honoring them on a scale of one to 10. And then the next phase of this is to really lean into those folks that you are leading and ask them to rate you in some really key areas of your growth when it comes to how, how they are supported by you. In fact, let's not even go into the depths of what you could do. Let's just start with they can be the ones who start to rate you in your ability to communicate. It can be in your ability to listen, which I guess is part of communication. It can be in your ability to understand who they are and really do you know who your employees are. There's a great story that is told in the giant realm of a leader who was over a team of folks. And his first thought was that he was a liberating leader. And he was in this particular quadrant, which is the epitome of challenge and support. And and everything about it was great. And he couldn't understand why people were struggling to follow him. But when it came time, he was asked, can we have your team now rate you on these areas of where they think you land within this quadrant? And he goes through and he's like, well, yeah. And he's still in the room and people are afraid to actually give their honest opinion. So he steps out of the room and they are asked and they all rate him all over the map from dominating leader to protective leader to even abdicating type things. And in that moment, when he walks back in that room, he couldn't believe where they rated him. He took it to heart and he realized that this is like, you've, you've embarrassed me. And he went through all the, the emotions of up and down, only to find that in the end, it was a refreshing thing to actually know where they landed. And so they gave him feedback on areas of improvement. Where can he improve? Well, he learned that he didn't actually know who the staff was, who were, who were on his team. He didn't remember the names of their family. He didn't have that connection. And he'd been working with these folks for years. He didn't give everybody what they needed according to their unique personality and gifts and traits. And it was in that moment that he began to realize not only did he not know himself and his leadership skills, but he didn't know those who he was trying to lead. And so there's a sense of incredible vulnerability in improving your number. There's a willingness that has to be there for you to be able to step up to the mirror of yourself and to begin to identify and be more self-aware around those areas that you may need help. And so I really want to challenge you right now. Where is it that you can see right now that a large majority of those that you lead might find you, well, falling short? Do you also recognize within yourself those pieces? Are you confident enough? Are you brave enough? Maybe a better way of putting it to actually put that up there in up in front of your teams, in front of your family, in front of your kids to discover how supported and balanced with challenge they feel like they are in their life. Do they not only feel like you are equipped with being the correct guide and pointing them in the right direction and encouraging them that we can get to the top, but not only that, are you also willing to be the one who is equipped? Do you have the ability to actually equip them as well as yourself with the tools they need to accomplish the climb that is ahead? This is the nature of a true Sherpa. Now, as we go through this, the one one key component that I mean, I know that I was afraid of when I first started to become a guide and a, and a speaker and a coach and a facilitator of things is, you know, it's this this idea of who am I? I mean, I'm no counselor. I don't have a license to practice and sit down with you and then begin to express, you know, all the complex issues that you have going on in your life. 
I don't understand all the nuances that can come with psychological approaches to how you address things. I'm definitely not someone who's going to be prescribing any pills. So all of those things to say that there are real mental health issues, abuse things, situations, and all those kinds of things that come into play. But it doesn't mean that we can't still counsel folks when it comes to the ways in which we can help them professionally, where we can help them handle some of those other complex issues that may be getting involved or interfering with their ability to do the task that is at hand, to live more fully. It's allowing us to begin to utilize the resources that we have at our own disposal from experience, as well as our own self-awareness, to find ways to create a greater sense of compassion and authentic relationship with those that we lead. I think so many leaders in this day and age are fearful that their their job is at risk every single day with every single thing that they do because they're so slave to the numbers to the to to the bottom line of and to profits and and I think that's a real shame for our life because that's not what we were put here for. Success doesn't look like some number that's got a lot of zeros at the end of it. But to me, in my world, success looks like an ecosystem where everyone is able to thrive. And I understand that we're always going to have people who are who are on the fringes of that, who want to live a certain way, who choose to live a certain way, who for whatever circumstances have landed in a place that they just don't know how to get out of themselves out of that pit of despair that they've landed in. But it is our job not to force people into this state of peace, but it is our job to be the person of peace that can then lift people up when they are ready and to be there, to be authentic, to be true to who we are, to, to tell our story. You know, the whole notion of epic fusion is this idea that when my story, my epic comes together with yours and is fused together, we can do far greater things with far greater energy than we could ever do as two separate individuals. But that requires a great deal of authenticity. It requires me to be truly honest and willing to be transparent about things that are going on in my life. It means that I put aside my fears of not being the, of losing my job. And in exchange, I bring the human factor, let it bubble to the surface. And I trust that when I can invest my time and energies into the people that I am leading, that they will then begin to support those that are around them in the same ways. And in doing so, we create a more synergistic world that, with those that we are in service to. This is why I think it's so important for families to create family values and visions for themselves that allow for, for you to rally behind something and be for something rather than being against another, you know, the inappropriate ways. Some of us parents can get in that state of mind and some of us bosses can get in that state of mind where all we're doing is we're just a bunch of rule keepers. We just go around, you know, Bible thumping, throwing around the, the, the rules of engagement for the company, throwing around policies and procedures all day long as though there's some level of that that's going to achieve some better outcome in terms of our ability to thrive in whatever career we are in or at home. But the truth is that when we truly put that aside and we begin to invest our time and energy into the relationships, into the human-to-human factor that is really everything that business is, that's all there is. That's all there is for, if I, as a human, all there is is relationships and how I see myself into that. You see, the truth of transcendence, to, there, there's this idea of self-actualization, of, of truly beginning to know myself, to lead myself, to actualize the very thing that I believe is my essence, my purpose. And then there is this idea from there of self-transcendence. You see, self-actualization and self-transcendence cannot actually occur 
without the rest of the people in my world. It cannot occur on, on an island. There is no self-actualization without the others that are out there. And self-transcendence doesn't exist unless I can find myself in the forefront of a backdrop of everyone else. And you're the same. You, to transcend yourself, has to be aware that there is a you in the midst of a we. And it's in that moment that when I can combine and recognize that together we make something else entirely, that I can transcend myself into true impact in this world. And it's not for everybody. Let's be real and just know that not everybody wants this. But next level leadership truly is all about seeing how we collectively can rise to the peak of our true humanity in our existence and find peace and love and joy in this world for greater fulfillment. This is the essence of what it is to conquer chaos. Chaos is all around us. It's everywhere. But it doesn't have to be something that seeps deep within us. We can recognize that the chaos that is out there does cannot and does not have to cover over the foundations of peace that reside deep within us. I love this saying that Ronald Reagan would throw out there. He says, peace is not the absence of conflict, but it is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. That ability to handle conflict by peaceful means is the result of me understanding and being tapped into the source of peace that is deep within me. The consequences of the external realities in my world do not have to impact that peace that is within me. There are crazy good stories, crazy, amazing, inspirational stories of monks, of Hindu monks or Buddhist monks. I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but where in order to, to affect change in his culture and in, in his country, he burned himself to death sitting in a meditative pose and didn't move until he was dead. And you might be saying to yourself, what in the world is going on with that? He had the ability to tap into that peace within him so much so that the chaos of fire could not eliminate his ability to stay at peace. And, and it was in that moment that he reflected something that is so powerful for all of us, and that it is that the state of the external realities in our world do not determine that impact that we can have. And in that moment, his incredible activist st stance to literally show what, the, what his country was doing against all the people in that country was the most peaceful thing that he could do in that moment. And it was such an extreme example of what it really is to call up people in a way, in a self-sacrificial manner that leaves a legacy of impact that is still being spoken of even today. You see, your job is to call people up and to begin to build a game plan around what it looks like to, to inspire those that are directly in your path, your kids, your spouse, your employees, your partners, your community, your community leaders. Your role as a healthy leader is to truly fight for the highest possible good of every person that you lead and all that they lead as well. Your job is to take care of your people. And I, that starts by truly tapping into that peace that is within you. So as we move into the final segment of this and we conclude tomorrow with regards to this peace index, I really hope that you can find within yourself 
a greater source, a greater ability to, to tap into that foundation that is at the very essence of who you were created to be. To begin to tap into those areas in your life that maybe peace isn't residing. And from there, begin to have a greater impact on those that are all around you as you learn to take care of your people. For now, peace to you, and I'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this. Please send him a link. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day. <laughs>